Podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Uh, nothing is happening. Quite literally, nothing is happening in the NFL. We're almost through June. Training cl- camp is that much closer. That means preseason's that much closer. And that means the season's almost here. We're a couple months away until actual football. And hey, there's still some free agents out there. Just no one's been signed. No one's been signed. There's still some names. Obviously, Hopkins is out there. Dalvin Cook, uh, Marcus Peters, John Johnson, Dalton Reisner, Jadavian Clowney, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, Justin Houston, Yannick Ngakwe. There's guys out there. It's just teams are hesitant right now. I don't blame them. Uh but yeah, this week's episode, we will be continuing the Hall of Very Good, this time with edge players and linebackers. And yeah, as always, we'll start off with the NFL Weekly Update. So let's just get right into it. Uh, should have mentioned off the top of the show, happy belated Father's Day. Um, and Jordan Love. Jordan Love wished uh, Bears fans a happy Father's Day. If you're confused by this, so were a lot of people, and so was Jordan Love apparently, but Jordan Love wished Bears fans Happy Father's Day. You know, usually if you're someone's dad, you don't wish the kid a Happy Father's Day. Uh, So Jordan Love is calling Bears fans his father. Uh, Tried to make a joke that obviously Aaron Rodgers has made before in the past, did not land. Uh... Maybe this is a sign of things to come for the Packers, of Jordan Love trying to meet Aaron Rodgers' expectations and just falling short. Uh, Who knows? A lot of pressure coming to the Packers. Not really. I mean, a lot of pressure for Jordan Love anyways to show out, especially week one, because they will be playing the Bears week one. So, yeah, that should be an interesting matchup. I hope the Bears win that matchup, and then they can chant, Who's your daddy? That would be that would be pretty funny in my mind. Uh, moving on, uh, Pat's corner Jack Jones uh, arrested at Logan Airpoint, Airport uh, with loaded guns. He had two loaded guns. Uh, absolute, I mean, brain dead move. Just bringing a gun to an airport, let alone two, let alone two loaded guns. Um. He's facing, I think I saw a maximum 30-year sentence. Obviously, he won't get 30 years, but he could be looking at prison time. This is not something that should be taken lightly. Uh, Jack Jones even agrees. When John Morant was going through uh, his whole fiasco with holding a gun on Instagram Live and the gun at the strip club, Jack Jones tweeted out, John Morant, dumb. You let in social media and your pride ruin your real money. Put them guns down and run that money up. Make one of your homies sign for security or concealed carry if you feel like you need it. Uh, if you need it that bad. But the breadwinner, you gotta start acting like it. Uh, Jack Jones has essentially tossed his NFL career away. 
I don't know if anyone will pick him up, especially with the amount of issues he has had off the field going into the draft. He was suspended for two games last year. Uh, He was suspended from multiple college programs, kicked out of multiple colleges. Uh, He committed commercial burglary at a Panda Express. So obviously, hopefully Jack Jones gets proper head on his shoulders. You would think with the Patriots and the Patriot way that that would have fixed him. Obviously not. Obviously super talented player, but won't be playing for the Patriots anymore. Uh, Next note up. NFL legend, uh, one of the best corners to ever play. Some would argue the best corner. I wouldn't argue that, but that's another topic uh, for another day. Uh, But Deion Sanders could lose his foot, could have his foot amputated due to health complications. I think it's blood clots. Uh, A couple years ago, he lost two toes. So he's, he's had two toes already amputated, and now he's at risk of losing the foot. Obviously, Deion, one of the swaggiest most athletic players to ever play uh obviously like bo jackson played in the mlb too wasn't nowhere near as good as bo jackson was at baseball anyways was very good though i mean obviously you have to be very good to play in both professional leagues but one of the best athletes of all time could be losing his foot uh sucks for dion shouldn't affect him too too much at least with his coaching job at Colorado State but uh hoping for the best for Dion uh moving on though last note up because like I've said nothing is happening in the NFL literally nothing um but no one wants to do hard knocks um I think the NFL has asked the Lions if they want to do it again I think that would be pretty interesting. Obviously, the Lions have a ton of characters, starting with their head coach, Dan Campbell, uh, the man who likes to eat kneecaps. But for the teams that the NFL can force to do uh, hard knocks this year, we have the Saints, we have the Commanders, we have the Bears, and then we have the Jets. Obviously, of those four teams, the Jets are clearly the front runner to... Uh, to get hard knocks, I mean, landing Aaron Rodgers and people have them as Super Bowl contenders. They probably have the most interesting interesting narrative uh, this offseason. I mean, you talk with the Saints, whatever. You got Derek Carr. You're just staying the course of ever since Drew Brees left. It's not working, is what it is. The commanders were on hard knocks a few years ago. I know Ron Rivera also said that he would never do hard knocks again so we'll see and the bears would be interesting uh newer coaching staff front office obviously justin fields is a future superstar in this league in my mind lots of building pieces but the bears would be interesting but the jets are obviously just much much more interesting and that's only because of aaron Rodgers. Okay, moving on, Hall of Very Good. Uh, If you've missed it, so far we have covered all of offense. We've done quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, wide receivers. Uh, Last week was offensive linemen and defensive tackles. Now we're moving on to edge and linebackers. Uh, I got some good names here, and 
now that I'm talking about it, I think that this will be a thing that I will continue to do in future years, uh, where I will add people to the Hall of Very Good. Because uh, there are people who, like, after I name these five guys, where I go back, I'm like, ah, that's a good guy. Ah, that's another, like... So, I'll keep adding to the list. I'll keep updating, but let's start off with the linebackers. And number five, I got Carlos Dansby. Uh a name that people should recognize, 14-year career, bounced around with teams, started with Arizona, went to Miami for, for a few seasons, back to Arizona, and then I know he played, he had stints in Cincinnati, there was some other team, and then back to Arizona. He liked Arizona, obviously, but 14-year career, uh, no All-Pros or Pro Bowls, uh, but he had... 1,422 total tackles. Oh, sorry. He was a one-time All-Pro. And the reason why I truly put him on this list is he is seventh all-time in solo tackles. That deserves Hall of Very Good in my mind. Your top 10 in tackles all-time. A guy who didn't get recognized around the league consistently. But everywhere he went, he started. He was... A very good, solid, consistent linebacker. Carlos Dansby, number five linebacker, Hall of Very Good. Uh, Moving on, number four, we got James Ferrier of the, most notably of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Started off his career with the New York Jets. uh, 15-year career, 1,440 career tackles. Two-time Super Bowl champ, two-time All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowler. And yeah, when you talk about those Steelers defenses, he's a big part of it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of Steelers to talk about on that defense. I mean, we're going to talk about one of them when the edge players, but Troy Polamalu is obviously the big name for the guys that stood out on those uh, early 2000s Steelers defenses that won them the two Super Bowls. Uh, And yeah, James Ferrier is 13th all-time in solo tackles. Uh, Again, just one of the most consistent linebackers of this generation. There when you needed him. Great player all around. Moving on to number three, we got Derek Johnson uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Spent his 14 of his 15-year career with the... Chiefs. Uh, I think he spent the last year with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, 1,168 total tackles, one-time All-Pro, four-time All-Pro, 16th in all-time solo tackles. Uh, Derek Johnson is kind of right in my range of football watching from what I really remember. And yeah, when he was on those Chiefs teams in the early early late 2000s and then the 10s or whatever the hell you call that whatever either way really fucking good really consistent uh i found that a lot of players had trouble kind of cracking and i'll talk about it more with the next guy but uh Derek johnson just fucking solid like, there's nothing, like, this This is the thing, and I feel like I say this every week when I'm talking about the Hall of Very Good, it's, these guys are consistent, very good, long careers, there when you needed them, 
obviously not the best, but Derek Johnson was the focal point of that Chiefs defense for a very long time. Uh, and those Chiefs teams were not very good for a very long time. Basically until Andy Reid got there. Those Chiefs teams were not very good. Uh, moving on to number two. We got Levante David. This is a guy that everybody should know. Uh, currently still playing. Uh, going into year 12. Has uh, 1,346 total tackles. Three-time All-Pro. One-time Pro Bowler. Uh, currently sits 17th all-time in solo tackles. He will be passing Derek Johnson this coming season. Uh, but yeah, as I was getting into it with Derek Johnson, I was going to say that... This was a generation with a lot of good linebackers. Uh, Ray Lewis comes to mind, and you got guys like Luke Keekley, Patrick Willis, Bobby Wagner. Those are more recent guys. Uh, but guys like Levante David did not get the recognition they deserved because there was those those guys at the top that always flourished, always, but. Levante David was right there. He might not have the all pros or the pro bowls to show it, but Levante David has been one of the better linebackers of this generation. Still a very good linebacker in the league. Um, yeah, he is someone who has been underrated for a long portion of his career. Uh, obviously Super Bowl champ with that 2020 Bucks team. Well deserved. Uh, yeah, Levante David, number two linebacker, Hall of Very Good. And rounding it off at number one, we got Navarro Bowman. Uh, only an eight year career, 798 total tackles, four time All Pro, three time Pro Bowler. Um, those Niners, those early 10s Niners defenses when it was. Bowman and Patrick Willis in the middle of the field. And then you had Alden Smith at one edge. You got Justin Smith uh, manning the other DN spot. Uh, who, who else was on those, those defenses? Either way, very, 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 very good defenses. Uh, Navarro Bowman probably had a chance at being a Hall of Famer if it wasn't for... Uh, he tore his MCL and ACL in the 2013 NFC Championship game against the Seahawks. Uh, if you don't remember that game, you probably should because that was the game Richard Sherman, obviously. Don't try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree. That's what you get to get as he's yelling at Aaron Andrews on the sideline. All-time clip, all-time clip, but... Bowman tore his ACL and MCL in that game, missed the entire 2014 season, uh, came back, and then just kind of wasn't the same. Uh, sucks to see because his pace at the start of his career was absolutely insane. Uh, one of the best linebackers of this generation, I'll say it, but just did not play enough and the injuries caught up to him and... That's what happens sometimes in the NFL. It really sucks, but it's a hard league to play in. Uh, we'll move on to the edge players now. Uh, starting off with the number five edge player for the Hall of Very Good, we have JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul. 
going into year 14, potentially, as I said at the top of the show, he is a free agent. Uh, 94 and a half sacks on his career, two-time Super Bowl champ, one with the Giants, one with the Bucks, one-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, yeah, very, very good career. When he was with the Giants, it was him and Justin Tuck and UCU Minora manning that defensive line. Uh, gave Tom Brady a bunch of problems in that Super Bowl game. But he was up and coming, very good player. And then in 2015, on July 4th, uh, he decided to play with some fireworks. Not really play with some fireworks, but set off some fireworks did not obviously do it in the safest way and he lost a couple fingers so that had him sit out i think he missed like half the season because of that and then he ended up playing with a club on his hand and now he has his fingers properly amputated and he plays with obviously a custom glove on but never really the same after that was always very very good didn't hit that elite level he once had I think he had 16 and a half sacks one season but something like that uh but yeah JPP number five edge player uh moving on to number two we got Elvis Adumerville uh a name that probably a lot of you haven't heard or heard in a while but 12 year career 105 and a half sacks 105 and a half yeah that sounds right 105 and a half sacks, one-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he had two 17-sack seasons, five years apart. So he did it with, obviously, so he started his career with the Denver Broncos, uh, played there for a long time, finished his career with the Ravens. So I think he had 17 sacks in 2009, and then he had 17 sacks in 2014 with the Ravens. Uh, that's very impressive to have that long of a stretch. Obviously, five years isn't that long. In NFL terms, five years is a very long time. And having five, two 17-sack seasons, uh, very, very impressive. And what makes all of this even more impressive in my mind, he's 5'11". I, find me a 5'11 edge player in today's NFL, like... They just don't exist anymore. Undersized. Like, he's the definition of undersized. People talk about 5'11 as being undersized for quarterback. If you're 5'11 and you're an edge player, that's undersized. Elvis Doomerville, hell of a fucking career. Um, and yeah, he comes in at number four on the Hall of Very Good charts. Uh, moving on to number three, we have Robert Mathis, longtime Colt. Uh, 14-year career, 123 sacks, Super Bowl champion, one-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he had 19 and a half sacks in year 11. Robert Mathis was never the huge sack getter on those Colts teams. Uh, he was lined up opposite of Dwight Freeney, and obviously Dwight Freeney, more than likely Hall of Famer. I looked at him to be, oh, do I put him on this list? And now he had a very fucking good career. But Dwight Freeney was getting all the sacks. Uh, what Robert Mathis was doing was getting all the forced fumbles. Uh, 
He led the league in forced fumbles three times. He tied the season record with 10 forced fumbles in a season. And he also has the career record for forced fumbles, which is 54. Uh, Don't run at Robert Mathis. More than likely, you're going to get the ball punched out from you. But yeah, 19 and a half sacks in year 11. Uh, Absolutely insane. He... Like, that just doesn't happen. Especially, like, he didn't have numbers that were even close to 19 and a half. Like, he didn't even have, like, a 13-sack season, like, early in his career. It was, like, 9, 7, 10, 6, and then all of a sudden, fucking 19 and a half. Uh, so, Robert Mathis, number three edge player, Hall of Very Good. Uh, coming in at number two... My favorite player of all time, my favorite Dolphin of all time. I guess that should be pretty self-explanatory if he's my favorite player of all time. Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake, uh, only an 11-year career in the NFL, mainly because he spent the first two seasons of his career in the, se- in the CFL. Uh, either way, in the NFL, he finished with 100.5 career sacks. He was a four-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. Uh, yeah, I think if you take out his last year, he's averaging almost or close to 10 sacks a season, um, which is, I mean, obviously that's incredible pace. Uh, I wish that it sucks because he still hasn't retired as a Miami Dolphin. Obviously he's retired, uh, but Cameron Wake was the best defensive player on the Dolphins for, I don't know, from the 2010s to, or like the late, when did he get there? I think he got there 08 or 09, but the best Dolphins player, best Dolphins defensive player of the 2010s anyways. I can say that very, very comfortably. Maybe Jalen Ramsey uh, changes that this year, but we'll see. Uh... This is a guy who I think does actually have an outside chance at the NFL just because he did obviously come over a little later into his career. Uh, he started in the NFL, got cut, went to go play for the BC Lions for two seasons. Uh, and in those two seasons in the CFL, so the CFL plays 18 game seasons, so he ended up playing 36 games total. Uh, but two years in the CFL, he had 39 sacks. He was a CFL Rookie of the Year. He was two-time Defensive Player of the Year, uh, two-time All-Star, and I think he had a twenty a twenty-three sack season in his final year with the BC Lions before coming over to Miami. Uh, absolute freak. There's a reason he's my favorite player, but Cameron Wake, number two, uh, number two edge, Hall of Very Good. Moving on to number one. Uh, Probably the scariest motherfucker to ever lace him up on a football field. Uh, His workout videos are insane. The dude is shredded. I'm assuming he takes steroids at this point, because if he doesn't, holy fuck, what a... I mean, he's he's just an animal. It's James Harrison. Uh, 15-year career... uh, 15-year career, 84 and a half sacks, two-time Super Bowl champ. Uh, He was the Defensive Player of the Year in 2008, four-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. Uh, 
And he was cut four times before finally landing with the Steelers. So he was a UDFA, something I did not know. Uh, was a UDFA, got signed with the Steelers. That didn't work out his first time around, obviously. Went to, I think, Baltimore. Then Baltimore cut him. And then he ended up going over to NFL Europe and playing. I think the team was the the Rain Fire, which Pretty sick name. Obviously, Rain, not spelled R-A-I-N, spelled R-E-I-G-N. But Rainfire, fucking sick name. Uh, and then, yeah, after his NFL Europe stint, came back with the Steelers, and I guess the rest is history. Uh, James Harrison, also someone who was undersized. Uh, they didn't know, or I mean, early on in his career, they didn't know where he would play, if he would be like a middle linebacker. He was undersized for that, though. And then Edge, obviously, he's still a little undersized for that, but ended up finding a career on the edge, and he had a great fucking career. I, it's that simple to say. Uh, obviously, it culminating with the 08 Defensive Player of the Year. The Steelers won the Super Bowl that year, and we all remember James Harrison. I think it was at the end, or yeah, at the at the end of the second quarter, uh, the Cardinals in that Super Bowl storming down the field, Kurt Warner, and then James Harrison, 100-yard pick six uh, going into half. He was dying after. That man was on the sideline, on the oxygen tank, just huffing and puffing. I don't blame him. Uh what a moment. That's one of the best moments in the Super Bowl. I think that's one of the first Super Bowls that I remember fully watching as a kid. Uh, and it was an all-time great. And James Harrison was a huge reason why that Super Bowl was an all-time great. Okay, I think that'll do it mostly for this episode. Um, yeah, there, there, there's not a lot happening right now. The NFL... More people just need to get signed, or more things need to get need to happen. There's not a lot of stories coming out right now. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. We're in the very dead point this off season. Uh, next week's episode, obviously, we'll do another NFL weekly update, and then we'll finish off the Hall of Very Good 2023 class with the corners and safeties. I already got a couple guys in my mind of who 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 are gonna make that list. Uh, but yeah, if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.